When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah. Yeah, what do you want? Beak or jaws? Feathers or fur? Sharp teeth or feet with claws? Whatever's preferred. They'll grant you all last requests to steady your nerves. Then podcast the body parts get severed and served. Bring your weak shit where the wolf and owler. That ain't just a mistake, that's an awful howler. Both of them are known to pull up at your shows. Have the crowd witnessing the murder like they rolled in with a gang of crows. Fuck their censorship, let them see the whole thing. They stay dressed to kill, never sheep's clothing. Dark enough to turn the sun to the moon, you'll see nothing. All you hear's a huff a puff and a... Expect killings, red spilling and flesh ripping Impressive in it, the death bringing his head spinning Just kidding, every word in his songs About two grown men dressed up as a bird and a dog Welcome to the Wolf of the Podcast Inside the ride and inside the place This one for the people that I the one that got down the bounds and the base The wolf and the <laughs> yeah. owl in the place Oh, wolf you don't even owl. know This one for the bit of oh, bad boy For the bit of bad boy For the bit of bad boy Oh, uh, honey <laughs> Oh my God <laughs> Uh, welcome to the Wolf and Our podcast. I want to start this yeah. properly, and I want to give a big congratulations to my brother from another mother, Tom Davis. He knows what I'm about to say. On the last episode of the podcast, we asked each other for predictions. I can't remember exactly how it went down. And Tom said, 4-0, I think it's going to be like Holland all over again. 4-0 to England. And I doubted him. I even made a funny sort of, I've listened to the clip back and I made a little doughty noise as he did it. And then went, we'll see Tommy, my boy or something in a really patronizing mm-hmm. way. And it turns out my guy was right. Did you put money on that? Uh, I, I didn't have money on that. Exactly. Uh, I had money on over 3.5 goals. Uh, I won a little bit. I won some shekels, but the one that I was gutted on mm. is that I genuinely, Look, we talked about this last time, but I saw something in Harry Kane this week and, you know, obviously I've become something of a kindred spirit to the Kane kin and the Kane family. So I, um, I put... You made, fair... made up a little, made up a little, a little uh, tongue twister there, haven't you? you become yeah, a kindred yeah. spirit to the Kane kin. <laughs> um, I put a little bit of money on Harry Kane scoring a hat-trick, which would have, uh, which would have paid for a nice holiday. Um, if, wow. uh, if he could have bothered to pull his finger out, is that what you're saying? Well, no, I mean, obviously, he, that, that that incredible shot he had, that volley. That was, that was amazing, wasn't it? Man, you know what? I've, I I knew how he was back. I just knew it. And and let me just shout out to, to anyone What, what was who, the clue when he scored in the last game? Was mate, that, was the, that, I tell you what the clue was, his Instagram this week. Well, what did he if say in his Instagram? Go, go, go back through it, man. Here we his, go. His, his confidence is back up. His confidence, he's posting quite a lot. He's, you know, he's sitting there thinking about what he's going to say. Yeah, man, uh, I've got, I, I want to just say as well that if you, I think that people who have doubted Gareth Southgate, doubted Harry Kane, doubted Raheem Sterling, Luke Shaw, Harry Maguire, whoever you've okay, covered. You don't have to go through the whole team, we get it. If you've yeah, but I think if of... you've done that, if you 
go through people's social media and they've had a go at these people. I don't think they should be allowed in the stadium. I don't think they should be allowed to sing It's Coming Home. Uh, because I just, like, yeah, I, I think that those people really should just be, have, literally have to put up a post saying, I'm sorry, I was wrong. I'll never doubt Gareth Southgate again. So what? So uh, sorry. What are you? What are you suggesting? Are you suggesting that in all future England setups, even if you're disgruntled or you disagree with what's what's been happening, you shouldn't be allowed to express that? Is that what you're saying? No, you, I just you, think coating off particular people, singling out people. Right. Raheem Sterling's coming for a lot of this. Harry Kane. People were shouting. You know, me and you saw it when we were at the game. You know, people no, having a go at people. You know. But you but but, think, but but in in fairness. You and I weren't that happy after the England-Scotland game, were we? No, we weren't happy, but we didn't go onto social media and start slagging off Pacific people. We didn't start laying into Gareth Southgate. We didn't start having a go at Harry Kane. We didn't, uh, you know, start sort of saying, this person's not trying, that person's not trying. I think that, of course you can have your opinion. Of course you can sit and chat chat over, but I think singling out players, obviously, you you know, and and people in the team, uh, but then stand by it and go, look, I was wrong, but, you know, I, I, I... no, but, but what? So, to talk to what, what should this post look like? This post that you saw. I think there should be a post that comes out going, you know what? I'm an idiot. I was wrong. Yeah. I apologize. But... Uh, uh, yeah. And, and if they get to the final, you know, fingers crossed, uh, or, or win, or go on to win it or whatever, I think you should put up a post going, I'm not allowed to enjoy this because I singled out people. Uh, please feel free to, after you finish your celebration. If someone was having a birthday party, right? Yeah. I remember actually inviting the school bully at my school to my birthday party because I was so Why terrified. Because I was so terrified of what would happen if I didn't. Right. He took over the birthday party. Yeah, it might as well have just been his birthday party at the end. Hardly anyone even knew it was mine. Yeah, we uh, two years that happened. Once we had it like at a soft play thing with trampolines and everything, mm. he took it over completely. The other one was at a football five side courts. Mm. He was. Well, a I'd say look, I'd say I'd say the first year. He's bang out of order. There, the second year, all of the blame lies with you. Really, you'd seen what happened <laughs> the previous year. And you well, I was worried. That, if I was honest with you, I was very much worried other people wouldn't come if he didn't come. And I knew that he liked teasing me enough that he would come to my birthday. All oh, right. So, so, so yeah, we've got cake and we've got like we're gonna have like a bouncy castle stuff. But most of all, I'll be there, uh, and you can rip the shit out of me on my birthday. Is that is that what it was? Is that what <laughs> the offer was? Like the only seven year old. Uh, who had his own roast at his birthday. Oh, mate. <laughs> yeah, so what's going to happen is, obviously, we've got all the trampolines, we've got all, like, the, you know, the ball pit and stuff. Uh, then we're going to have, like, uh, my birthday cake. Um, we've got a really cool birthday tea. Uh, and then uh, Bleep Bleep is just going to rinse me for how shit the birthday party's been. And that'll probably be, like, an hour and a half. And then, like, birthday bags, you know, little action men in... Uh, in. I'm actually nearly crying even thinking about this now. I remember I being did you, put, did you put action men in the birthday bag? Not action men, you know, those little parachuting guys. Oh, right. I was going to say, Jesus Christ, what kind of lifestyle were you leading? This guy's putting, <laughs> up, you, this guy's putting How action How fucking men. tragic would that be? <laughs> My dad had to literally go out and spend like fucking 20 quid on an action man for every kid just to see all of them pissing their pants as someone sort of laid into me. Birthday yeah. bags are such a big deal, weren't they? A little slice of cake, a balloon. Yeah. Maybe uh, like yeah, some yeah, one of those parachute men or uh, some sort of car type thing. You know, it's become quite competitive now. You yeah, know I can imagine. Yeah, I can imagine. Like the, the the social the social etiquette of a birthday bag has actually become a new. It thing always has been one, to get worried about. I, I was it? Do you reckon all... it was back in the day? Because I because I, now you see it and like like 
people comment on it, man. Like, there's, you know, well, people actually mention it. Like, there's, yeah, but like this. Did you hear about what they put in their birthday? Like that kind of that kind of conversation happens. Snidey, obviously. man. That's snidey. It's mainly, I mean, it's, ma- it's mainly the swan, to be honest. I don't know why. What were your birthday parties like as a kid? Uh, I was one of the. F- I was the first kid uh, to have a disco as a birthday party. Um, oh, really? Yeah, and wow, my dad booked this uh, this guy to you know. I remember it being a big thing because it went on till nine and everyone was like, oh my God. This what? Is like, yeah, 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 yeah. You're like the drippiest kid in the club. Yeah. yeah, big, big See, thing. this is the difference. Like, yeah. how old were you then? What age? How old was I then? Like eight or nine, something like that. Wow. Oh, man. Yeah, but I was, listen, I was ahead back, even back then, do you know what I mean? Like, I just, you, you know, I was into things my, like I was this into my music. Well, this is where, where you say, oh yeah, I had a real tough time. But then like, you, you're like the coolest kid at school having a disco. Yeah, but hold on. What you've got to remember, Tom, okay, is that if I was the coolest kid, I wouldn't have to have a fucking disco. Yeah, like, do, do you understand what I'm saying? I, I had to when you when you're a kid like me, you, you, you and yourself. I'm including yourself in this. You've got to, you've got to put on a party that actually over and above celebrating your birthday has got to attract people. You've actually did, got to think about what the event brings to people. Did yeah, you have on. anyone there who you didn't like? There were a couple of people I would say on the edge. I wouldn't say there were people that bullied me, but there were a couple of people on the edge. I tell you, I tell you what is very embarrassing. The girl, a girl that I was absolutely obsessed with, was there. Yeah. And there is a photo that got captured of me sort of dancing near her, and it just looks like an innocent photo of a kid dancing, you know, a boy and a girl dancing near each other. But I know what was going through my head, like at that time when that photo was taken. It really was like, oh, this is my moment. I can. <laughs> Maybe if I just dance near her, she it'll overcome the fact that she hasn't wanted to talk to me at all in the past two years of being at school with her. Was she like oh. a new girl in the school? Though? No, no, she she was a girl I was upset. This is sad, tragic. I, I don't know how much this story is going to sort of how interesting this is, but I just want or how this gets across how tragic my obsession with this girl was. Right, so. We we were at, we were at primary school together, and then we went off to different schools. And then I remember, like a, a, about a year later, maybe there was like a, a trip where we all went away for a weekend, and the girls yeah. were staying in one room, and the guys were staying in another. I must have been about eleven or twelve or something like that at the time. And then the girls came and stayed in our like we all just had like a bit of a, a sleepover, and the girls yeah. came and stayed in our room. She was sleeping on the floor. This mate, it's, I, I'm actually I'm actually embarrassed about how pathetic this is, right? I was so desperate to sort of engineer a, you know, like you fall asleep, but you fall asleep leaning on one of you leaning on the, I was so desperate to engineer a situation like that. I was on a bed. First of all, I hadn't given up my bed. I was on a bed and she was on the floor. That would have been the obvious thing to do, right? (laughs) And then what I did was to try and sort of create some sort of contact. I actually sort of had my legs on the bed and my body sort of over the edge of it. And then my head on her... (laughs) On her legs. So I was like at a fucking 90 degree angle trying to generate some sort All of the blood going to your head. Yeah, yeah, just absolutely one of the most uncomfortable nights I've ever had. It's so, it's so pathetic. And she was just probably lying there the whole night, just wide awake, just going, Why the fuck is this guy on my legs? This is so awful. <laughs> Someone called in the teacher because Ramesh is fainting at like three in the morning because all the blood has gone. I just couldn't. I couldn't walk the whole of the next day. Just... I remember, uh, like, I think it was. Yeah, I can't remember what year it had been. But anyway, like early years of sort of 
You did? Did you do first school, middle school, then secondary school? Uh, no, uh, first school and then secondary school. Yeah, so did that not weird middle school? Oh, no, I'm, oh, that's a complete lie. I did first school, middle school. Middle school. Yeah, so middle school, um, like first school, sort of obviously, you know, you're sort of just finding your way. You sort of like middle school, sort of is it, you, know, you, you sort of stabilize. You're small, you're, you're sort of like place within the crowd is more stabilized, isn't it? And mm. then sort of secondary school, you're sort of like you, you are what you are kind of vibe. Um, but I remember at middle school, like a, a new girl joining the school. Um, and you know, like everyone's just like, okay, like there's a new girl here. Um, she sort of doesn't really sort of, she wouldn't know what sort of massive, do, like you know, where my standing is within things. Um, and I remember the first sort of day that she came, like she was put in my form class and I was like sitting next, she came and sat next to me. I was like quite a naughty kid at school, but not mm. naughty in the way of like being nasty. I was just, I was, I was dyslexic. I had ADHD. So I was sort of one of those thick kids who just sort of made up for the fact I didn't understand stuff by being really, really loud and just trying to make everyone like me. Um, an ideal pupil, if you want. Uh, and uh, anyway, sort of, uh, I sort of remember sitting next to me and then thinking, yeah, da da da. And I made her laugh a couple of times. I was like, oh, and then we had, nice, like nice, your school nice. trip, we had a school trip literally like two weeks later, right? And she hadn't really talked to many other people before this school trip, but like every school trip, the whole year goes, right? Yeah. So I sort of like was chatting to her a bit, da 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 da. And I asked her out before the school trip. I said, oh, you know, would you be my girlfriend? And like to my amazement and surprise, she said, yes, right? Yeah. Right. So that was, I think, like on the Friday. We went to the trip on Monday. She got onto the coach and dumped me by the time we'd fucking left the area. Right? Like, literally what, did she, 10, oh my, what did she say? Because all of a sudden, there's all this, like, sort of all the other cool kids from the classes. She'd been put in this shit class with all the fucking, like, the mongrels like myself. Like, do you know what I mean? Idiots. And all of a sudden, she's seen all of this, you know, the football team, all the football boys were there, the jocks, the fucking cleverer kids. Mm. She's like, the world's open up. So she, no, she just walked up and she said, like, I'm finishing with you. So I started crying on the coach. Oh, my God. Well done. <laughs> a relationship had been for two days where she was at her house, I was at mine. I think we spoke on the phone once, but I was in pieces. I was broken. Mate, it's horrible. <laughs> Right. just felt sick and then sort of saw her saw her sort of popularity with on that trip she became the coolest person on that trip you know she got on with people she sort of like you know and uh what i've sad- always what i what i find though is um if um one of the things and i could get i'd love to give this as advice to people listening in if um any kids listening if a girl does dump you one of the things they find most attractive if you start crying <laughs> And, and, and get really upset about it. Yeah, but I was obsessed with neighbours at home and away, and I'd seen how people dealt with relationship breakdowns there. Right. This is the saddest thing. For a long time after that, I would tell people she was my ex-girlfriend, even like at secondary school. Oh, my God. Like, I'd say oh around my, and go, oh, yeah. Secondary hey. school? <laughs> <laughs> this poor girl just trying to fucking get you out of her life. <laughs> just imagine going to a school that's not even near my house. It's gone count. It's gone county wide. <laughs> Every school knows. Yeah, yeah, but you know that thing of like, um, someone be like, oh yeah, you know, did it? Oh yeah, yeah, I know that girl. Yeah, yeah, we like her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, you know, I, used to, I went out with her in like year five, um, for like sort of like for actually quite a long weekend. Um, it was, <laughs> yeah, it was. I felt pretty deep. Felt pretty hard. Right, you know, was... you know, I, I've talked about this in the book, so I apologise to anyone who's read the book, all three of you that have read the book and might have seen the story, <laughs> but um. 
So that girl, you know that girl I was telling you about who I did the 90 degree angle, the worst, the worst thing. I don't, I don't know if I've told you this story. We went on a trip, a school trip to France, right? And have I told you this before? No. Anyway, she, we were on the trip. A few embarrassing things happened, which I won't go into details now, but the most embarrassing thing. We're on the bus, getting the minibus from the this place back to the airport, right? And on the bus, the te- before we get on the bus, the teacher goes, just so you know, we're not making any stops, so don't drink too much because <laughs> because um, we, you know, we're not going to go to the toilet until we get to the airport. So I go, all right. So we all go, okay. <laughs> anyway, I'm sitting on the minibus and I start talking to her, right? And it's really going well, like the best it's ever gone, this, this conversation, right? And we're chat, chatting to her. She's laughing. I'm sort of doing, doing the thing that I imagine, I imagine you and I were exactly the same at school, yeah. sort of self-deprecating humour where you absolutely talk about yourself like you're a fucking piece of fried dog shit. Yeah, we've ben- both the- grown out of that now. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> thank God we don't, thank God our humour doesn't revolve around that anymore. But um, so, so I was, I was like doing all that, all the chatting and stuff. Then as we get closer to the, as we sort of move on in the journey, oh, this is the thing that happened. I had a massive bottle of cola, right? And as as I'm chatting to her, I'm just swigging from this. Every time I do a joke, you know, I mock the week how when they do a smasher, they take a sip of water. That was yeah, like yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Every time I did something that made her laugh, I'd like take a little drink from the bottle of cola. Do anyway, a little burp, like a little. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She's like, oh my God, you're crazy. It's so okay, yeah. mad. Drunk only a litre of cola. Yeah, yeah, I don't care. Yeah, didn't Mrs. <laughs> did it, did it Mrs. Uh, did Mrs. Sherlock say that we've got to make sure that we don't drink too much? Oh, I don't give a crap about that. <laughs> yeah. um, so anyway. you worried about your teeth? Ah, get another pair, mate. Yeah, yeah, no, don't worry. I'm going to have a lifetime of dentistry issues, but don't worry about that. Anyway, <laughs> well, I'd be so... terrified of the dentist. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, I drink a lot of cola, scared shitless of the dentist. It's a great combination. <laughs> anyway, but but, that, but it's funny you mention that drinking a liter. If, if like, so I was like maybe. Nine or ten, then maybe I guess right. If my kids drank a liter, I like like it, it, I think if I was a teacher and I saw a kid drinking from a proper full size bottle of cola, I'd be like, you can't, you can't do that. But but it, back then, oh, sh- yeah. I, don't, I don't think people had the same attitudes towards no, sugar, no. man. It was crazy. Anyway, I, I've managed to turn this into a debate about children's nutrition for some reason. Anyway, so so I'm drinking I'm drinking the cola. As we're getting, getting on in the journey, I'm becoming absolutely fucking desperate for a piss, like really desperate. But I don't want to let on. And also, I can't ask the teacher to stop because she specifically said, do not drink too much, right? Anyway, I start getting to the point where I think, okay, this is like, it's actually burning. <laughs> it's actually burning. Sat there with a fixed smile of like grinding your teeth. <laughs> no, that was exactly it. Just teeth grinding away. Just I'm in absolute fucking agony. Do you know that thing where you start? You actually start to feel emotional. Like yeah, in my yeah, head, yeah. I started thinking there can't be a god because if there was a god, he wouldn't let me need a piss as much as I do right now. <laughs> so anyway, we get to the airport and I'm thinking, oh fucking hell, thank god. Right, so I get we get out the, the minibus, right. All the luggage is coming off. That's taking fucking ages, right? And then <laughs> you two do dancing from foot to foot. Yeah, I just sort of like try not. And also, you know that that dance from foot to foot is a giveaway. So I'm just trying to stand still, so that the so that this so that this girl doesn't let like cotton on to the fact that I'm absolutely bursting. This is what happens, right? We get the luggage onto a trolley. We go to the checkout desk. 
And the teacher says, and then I go, can I go to the toilet? Right? She goes, yeah. A few of us go, but we're still in view of the checkout desk, right? I run over to the toilet, right? Run over to the... to the, to the. How to fast the, are you running? Really, like really fucking fast, right? As <laughs> my Sports hand, teachers just sitting there thinking, yeah. I might get Rangan Nathan in the fucking yeah. sprint team. <laughs> <laughs> that little fat prick's not moved this quickly all year. Anyway, as I put my hand on the door to open it, my body goes, you've made it. Oh no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh no. This is I, I swear to you this is what happened. Oh. I I pissed myself with my door on the my hand on the door of the toilet. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ. Just as your bag with your clean clothes is being been sent to the fucking luggage department. So mate. I, I then go into the toilet. I say, I just go to everyone. Oh my god, I've just wet myself. Right, one of them, <laughs> one of them has to go out and speak to the teacher in front of the whole group. They get my suitcase out, get another pair of jeans, and they get delivered <laughs> and to another the pair of underpants. And then, and then I have to come out. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. And then get on the flight with everyone. Everyone's seeing I'm wearing a completely different pair of jeans to the ones I had on earlier. Oh my god! <laughs> Awful. Awful. Did you sort of mention it ever to anyone, or was that no? Sort of folk I, do you know what? It's one of those things where I reckon I reckon the teacher would have gathered them round and gone, "Look," um, while I was sort of getting changed, and sort of said that I know this is an, this is going to be very embarrassing for Ramesh. And then this is the fourth time this week. But uh, no, she, like, I'd imagine she would have given him like a little chat to go. But let's but, just let's all just pretend this didn't happen. But was it ever talked about at school again? No. You fuck. That's the luckiest thing. No, but I I, I wonder if it was just so humiliating. It was a lot. Honestly, I can't explain it to you. It was like it's something. It's like um, it, the way it happened was like something out of fucking American Pie. You know the way they write those yeah, things yeah, yeah. to be the most. It was like that. So I reckon it's it was so embarrassing and humiliating, it just sort of pushed it into another dimension. It's like when you're on a panel show and they show a funny clip and they ask you to make a comment on it. You can't, you can't do anything yeah. because it, the thing itself was funny. I reckon that's what it was. The satirists at my school were unable to add anything to that because you went to a nicer school than me, man. Like literally, that would be you'd be ruined for that sort of thing. Like there was no fucking gloves. There was like it was a bare knuckle kind of vibe. You know I'll tell you mean? when they did put on gloves to sort of take my jeans back off me to put into the suitcase. <laughs> and then they put did into the carrier Did any of the teachers bag. come and help you? No. Did you wash as well? Or just... Did I wash? No. I sort, of, you... I, sort of, I, sort of rinsed, I sort of rinsed down the inside of my <laughs> thighs by the sink. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> can I ask you a question? How, um, how hot is the food that you can eat? How good are you with spicy food? Uh, I've, you know what? I used to be pretty good. Um, I have, I've, I reckon my, hot, my my key to hot hotness is sort of dropped off. I, I still, I still like, I, I still, I still vibe a bit with it. But mm. sometimes, what I'd say is it, it doesn't like me as much as I like it without being right. too graphic. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 uh, I have the same issue and sort of without also getting too graphic. 
I bought these. I was recommended these super hot noodles. I saw, I'm addicted I saw your to, post. Yeah, I'm addicted to instant noodles, right? Can I just like, say I just, quickly, actually, just, just on that, yeah. I think my favourite post of, like, so England are playing. It's one of England's biggest games in a long, long time. Uh, social <laughs> media, even me, I'm culpable of this. It's just full of people saying it's coming home and fucking, oh, I told you, it's whatever. Uh, and then in, in the Insta stories, like, <laughs> genuinely, it just made me so happy is that you put up a picture of some super hot noodles that you've been recommended. No, even thought of you. <laughs> no, <laughs> but the truth, was- I know, do you know what? I did actually, because like, you messaged me, I think you just did like, I think you just messaged me off the back of that. And I realised how mad that must have looked. But then also I sort of, I was very excited about the game, obviously. And like, but I just didn't have anything to add. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, no, I, do no, but feel... I, I think, I, I think it's also when I saw those noodles, I remarked to the other people there who at the, this time were in a conversation about something else completely different. And I basically <laughs> sort of was ostracized from that moment. I, so I said, Oh, Ram, these noodles must be good. Romesh has put up about because, you know, after the England, you know, for New England win, he's put up about some noodles. They must be better than England win. And everyone was like, Oh, fuck off. God, is that you? Is he banging on about the owl again? Yes, we get it. You do a podcast. Um, anyway, I ate so so over the last couple of years, um, I have amended what I eat because of the possible after effects. It's, it's a you know because yeah. I, I used to be in a thing where I, I just didn't think about it. I'd eat whatever I wanted, whenever. Yeah, and I've changed. I've changed that with age. That behaviour has changed. Anyway, these noodles um, were so hot. But so are mate. Like I really enjoyed them. What I would say is the payoff of them. It's the first time I've, in a long time I've experienced. I've had an experience like that. Very, very difficult to. I I would describe their movement through my intestine as like it felt like there was a tiny creature with a knife trying to fucking burst its way out of my. Really? It was. Well, you yeah. felt it through your intestine. That's real hot, mate. Yeah, it was. It was pretty full on. But I find now it, it literally goes through all of my organs if I have hot food. Really? Like, yeah, heartburn, fucking noticing my lung and kidneys. It's fucking like... Literally lung? Yeah, because of the breathing. Heat. Oh, I see. Right, okay, fine. Yeah. It's fucking, yeah. I mean, if I'm honest, I saw those noodles and saw that you put up, I think I, I would try them. But Yeah. Yeah, you know, but you can handle hotter stuff than I can. I'd imagine. I don't, well, I don't know if that's true anymore. I used to think that was true, but I don't think so anymore. But like, um, I then somebody sent me an article um, after I posted about them, saying that some bloke had them and went deaf for two days. What? Yeah, apparently, like he had he had like some he had like a blocked like blocked sinuses or whatever, and where they were so hot, they messed with like. Whatever he had, whatever gunk he had inside him, and it like moved to his ear canal or what something. What became toxic? Not became toxic. It just sort of moved it and loosened it, and then he couldn't hear properly for two days. Jesus. <laughs> um, but that's one bloke. Yeah, but how bad that they could turn mucus in your body against you? Well, I mean, mucus has never been working in your favour. Oh no, no, mucus is there for a no, reason. Mucus is your friend. Mucus is yeah. the thing trying to start. I mean, look, I know that I don't want to out doctor you, but yeah, mucus, mate, you want mucus on your side. In a battle of like wits, mucus is the person you're like. Oh, I, I know I've got mucus with me. No, I get it. I get it. Yeah, mucus is good. You, you, again, you've elongated explaining that to me. <laughs> so, where where did you watch the game last night? Just with some friends. Just a very chilled vibe. Mm. We, I mean, me and you. Are we making a plan for the semi final? Or so? Let's be. 
Some people have been messaging about this, about this phenomenon of um, celebs or whatever going to these football matches. And Tom and I have been talking about the fact that you can get tickets to these games, but the prices are... Um... Adidas, big shout out Adidas for the Scotland game. Uh, but my ticket to the Germany game wasn't a gift. It was it was paid for. And, you know, if I'm honest with you, I can't afford to be going to... The, the tickets now for semifinals and fin- the finals are just insane. So, yeah, I don't know. We've been offered tickets, but yeah, I, I I wouldn't be able to look my my wife in the eye if if I paid the amount of money they're saying. Um, yeah, for I do. I, I'm sometimes slightly dishonest about things like that, but but yeah, um, yeah I, but I, yeah, I, I still can't do it. But anyway, let's watch it together, though. We'll watch it yeah. together, summer. Yeah. Um, I watched the game at home with the boys and Lisa, and um, it just felt like every time Lisa left the room, England scored. Really? And then, yeah. Have you ever had that thing where you suddenly get? A did you did you remark about this to the boys, and then they were sh- telling her to get out of the room? Or no, I didn't. I so I noticed it, but I didn't comment on it because I, for exactly that reason. I know you. I know you're waiting for me to say yes, so that you could go in two foot and go. Oh, could I just say on behalf of the Swan, it was classically <laughs> despicable behaviour by you or whatever. I didn't comment on it, but but Lisa did. But Charlie had to. Charlie, what do you think of this? As a, I know you're not a parent, but I'd still be interested in your opinion on this. So three boys, eleven, nine, and six, right? Yeah. We let the two older ones stay up the whole game, but we made Charlie go to bed at half time. Oh. Is that out of order? Yeah, yeah. I mean, are you going to let him stay up for the semis? I don't know. We haven't talked about it. I don't know. What do you think? I'd let him stay up. Yeah, I mean, how's that? That's what I used to be like. But the thing is, is that when you do that, you're basically going, "Can I please take a big shit on my following day?" Because when they go to bed late, the next day is a fucking nightmare. You're kind of protecting themselves from themselves, really, in a way. I mean, that's what parenting. Do they is. sleep in or Charlie doesn't know. Char- Charlie's like he was up at six today. I can't imagine Charlie was happy about it. Was was he upset or no? He accepted it, man. Do you know? Do you know what? Credit to that kid. He was grateful that he was allowed to watch the first half. Wow. Yeah. So basically he got sent off, but he didn't like have a go at the referee. He basically, well, like, well, you'd, I... be the, you'd be the referee. He'd probably be like, you know, I'd imagine uh, Jaden Sancho. He gets sent off. He doesn't argue with you. He's like, fair enough. All right. Okay. That you're just doing your job. And I'll, you know, I'll, I'll take, I'll take my medicine. Yeah, well, do you know what? We're talking about an hour and a half after it's normal bedtime, right? So, you know, it's quite a big concession. The thing that broke my heart is this morning he kept got up, walks into our bedroom and goes, what was the final score? <laughs> and then we have to tell him that he missed three of the four goals. <laughs> what are you I laughing mean... at? What are you laughing It's a sad story. <laughs> it's a sad story, but I don't let him stay up. I've, literally, so... I've just literally started that story that it broke my heart. No, but I just I don't know. Little, laughing your little wolf tits off at it. No, I do feel sorry for Charlie. Like, mm. if I was you, I'd make it up to him somehow. I will do. I will. I will make up to him. I will make yeah. it up to him. Maybe take uh, him to a soft play or something. I've got a little soft play here. Or I, I don't, are you a, a soft play centers open? I don't know if they're opening. I don't know. It would be weird if I knew, wouldn't it? Really, <laughs> with no kids. You normally you're an expert on when those sort of things are open, Tom. <laughs> you're always lurking about them. Yeah. yeah. Can you tell me what the term dates are as well for next year? <laughs> but tr- truthfully, you've given me some food for thought. I-, I-, I might, I might talk to Lisa about letting him stuff because semi-finals, like, who knows when that will happen again? Well, I think you know it'll I mean? happen in Qatar next year, but 
Okay, but who? What I'm saying is who? And knows? then it'll be a year older, and then he'll probably just be able to watch it. So what? So yeah, what? But are also, you the saying? time difference will be shocking on it for him then. All right. Well, I'm gonna let. I'm gonna let. I'm gonna say to. Lisa, I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say now. Let him stay up. I mean, you do take the, the chance if he goes into extra time and penalties, but you know, if I'm honest with you, he'll be nodding off by then anyway. So. I think we've got to make. I think we've got to make an extra time and penalties decision before the game. And yeah, because let's be honest as well, the final kicks off at like four o'clock, so he'll be yeah. fine for the final. Yeah. yeah. But also, if I, you know, Charlie will probably be nodding off anyway, so just basically let him nod off for sleep and then he can sleep on the sofa that night and then just wake, wake him up in the morning or when you get home drunk. Do you, do you remember being a kid and your parents, I don't know if this happened to you a lot, your parents going to someone's house for like dinner or whatever. This happens a lot to me because my parents used to go to someone's house for dinner all the time, right? Because they used to just go to different Sri Lankan families' houses yeah, yeah, and yeah. go for dinner, right? And then you'd be in the car on the way home and you'd fall asleep. Yeah. I used to hate it when we got home after that. Like, like I wanted that journey. You get so comfortable in the car and then you'd pull up, you'd pull up at your house and then your mum, you normally my dad, would come over and sort of just pick you up Oh. I, used to, I used to think to myself, just leave me in the car. They lock the door, leave me in the car. We're just outside the house anyway. Yeah. You know what I mean? But obviously that's why kids aren't in charge of their own care because that would be an insane thing to do. It's sad to think that you'll never have that sensation again as an adult. What, of, of being asleep and being lifted onto someone's shoulder? Yeah, and then just put into sort of like, you know, your bed and just sort of in your own, you're oh. waking up the next morning, you're sort of, you know, your clothes, but your shoes have been taken off. Yeah, I love that. Do you remember like when you used to go around to sort of like, you know, your mum and dad would go around someone's house and they, they, you know, you'd go and just the feeling of like playing and not wanting to go home. Like the world oh, mate, just seemed yeah. like a di- everything felt on a different time mate, zone. I remember like you'd be playing with your mates around there and then you'd go, can we stay the night? It's obviously the worst thing your parents can just Of course you fucking can't. Are you mad? <laughs> We're trying to figure out a way of leaving this dinner. And you're talking about staying the night, you little shit. That's what they thought. But you'd be you'd be so desperate just to like just to extend the night. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, especially if one of them had a toy that you'd been after for ages. Yeah, yeah, just think fucking unbelievable. This kid, this kid. I remember going around to a kid's house who had Optimus Prime. Oh man, and just be like, this kid doesn't deserve Optimus Prime. You're the coolest kid. Well, actually, wasn't very cool. His parents actually weren't very happy. But uh, (laughs) I was about to, I was about to name him, but I haven't. I stopped short. Um, well I've, done. You've shown, you've shown restraint a couple of times there now. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he had like uh, nearly every mask toy, Mask Crusaders toy. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. He'd like Bounty Hill and all that sort of stuff. About Boulder Hill, sorry, and all that. And, you know, mate, it was unreal. Like, his room was like the mask universe. Like, I remember just like walking into his room and about two years before we'd been at a dinner party there and his, his whole room was Star Wars. And then he, but he didn't really like playing with his toys. He was quite, do you know what I mean? He'd sort of have them and they'd, he'd, he'd more model them in situations whereas I'd give them voices and play with them and he sort of, yeah, all my toys. And I used to cover my toys in like red marker pen to signal blood. But, um, yeah. Jesus Christ. Can you imagine your parents walking in on that? Oh, God, he's drawing, he's drawing blood on the... Yeah, but the blood never came off, so you'd sort of like, yeah. Yeah. Um, what is that T-shirt? I love your T-shirt, by the way. Uh, it is a goofy T-shirt. But it says goofy like it's Gucci. Yeah, no, I get that. Oh, sorry, explaining. You're actually explaining for the listener. Yeah, it's. Uh, yeah, I am. Yeah, it's Where'd from it an from? amazing guy called Bowl Cut Gums. I think I might. Do you know what? I think I might hit them up. 
Yeah, I've got some amazing t-shirts. Yeah, mm. yeah. He's a good Actually, guy. while we're on the we're while we're on the subject of t-shirts, I want to give a shout out to Dirty Velvet. Do you know Dirty Velvet? No, I've not seen Dirty Velvet. They do they, they do some nice t-shirts. They've got like some funny t-shirts. Like I was about to describe it, and then I realised you just absolutely coped me off. But they've got some good t-shirts. Anyway, you're, you're quite remiss with that in a way. What do you mean? Well, you were going to sort of like launch in with Dirty Velvet, and now you're sort of giving them a half they fucking didn't, shout they, out. Sorry, they, they, I, I've, I've just got a load of T-shirts off of them, paid for, yeah. okay. and um, they're just really nice. They've got like a thing where like, it's like they do like, but the reason I was remiss or whatever, I sort of half-assed that is because I couldn't think of a good example of one of the things they've got on there. But like they've got one where there's like a there's like a jockey, but the horse is riding him. Do you know what I mean? The sort of oh yeah, like yeah, 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 I get you. Yeah. Like political uh, okay. stuff. It's not political, no, but I did really like that. The vegan in me got a hard-on for that. (laughs) Time for some emails. Yeah, boy. Uh, Hi, Wolf, Al, and the real hero, the swan. Yet again, pandering to that woman's ego. That's why you've got selected. Uh, love the pod was hoping you could help me out with a personal dilemma i've always had really crooked teeth it's affected my self-confidence i've never let anyone know it at the same time i've had a crippling fear of dentists it's a very common problem in fact i didn't visit a dentist probably for 15 or more years until recently anyway i've got over my fear now and i booked an appointment with an orthodontist to assess options about straightening my teeth my only worry is due to how long how long the whole process takes upwards of two years as I'm 34, I'm a bit self-conscious about doing this. To put this in some context, I emailed photos to a dental centre in Turkey who told, me, who told me they were too crooked for them to help me out. Fucking hell. So I'm really in two minds. Is it a bit ridiculous getting braces in my mid-30s or should I just man up and live with it? Cheers, the crocodile. Yo, crocodile, I'm going to come straight in here and give you a little bit of um, self reward and I'm going to make you feel better about yourself. I'm having exactly this thing done myself uh and i'm 42 i'm having this done after my next job uh i'm booked in i'm getting a visa line getting because my my bottom teeth are basically getting more and more crooked and, and their gaps in them are getting bigger and bigger so i'm gonna get uh get it done so the croc if i can do that at 42 you can do it i need you to just think right uh you're 32 now it'll take two years so you'll be 34 when it's done right the rest of your life will then, you know, that that thought of your crooked teeth. Like I hate my bottom teeth getting in pictures and stuff. I hate. I'm very very conscious about them. I like, you know, I I, I try to talk like that. I don't show them too much. Uh, it's literally so, the first time you've done anything like that with your mouth. But, you know, so, so for two years of yeah, the braces. They're also they're, they're, you know, Invisalign. You won't even notice them. So for those two years, you can you yeah you can go from number one. It's a great conversation starter, right? Uh, and number two, at the end of it, you're gonna have these beautiful straight teeth. You're gonna be really happy with your new teeth. And I tell you what, uh, you will be riding through Confidence City with the most confident car, just saying, "I own life." Yo, yeah. Croc. Yeah, listen, Crocodilo. Let me hit you up with a little bit of extra knowledge for you for that ass. I'm doing it too. Okay. Are you really? Yeah, so can you see here? Yeah. Can you see there? So that, that all of my bottom teeth are crooked, right? There's yeah. a, like a little crookedy bit. So they want to straighten that out because apparently that's just going to get worse and worse or whatever. So over the next, uh, I think I'll start in like a month's time. I'm getting, that's so weird that we've not, 
That's so weird that you and I have just realised that we're doing it at the same time, man. That's yeah, mad. I mean, I'll, I'll probably be after you. I'll be in October. You know what? You and I, sometimes I think that we're as close as we're ever going to be. And then something like this happens. I think, yeah. oh, my God. Two kindred spirits just said so oh, on the teeth journey. We're just kindred kith and kin. You know? Yeah. That's what it's we are. It's quite nice just to think, like, again, it's going back to that old thing about the footprints in the sand. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, do you know what? Do you know what? We were saying about, isn't it nice? It's a shame we never had a feeling about being lifted onto someone's shoulder and put into bed. But you know what? Sometimes I feel like just maybe you're putting me on your shoulder. You know? Well, I feel the same about you. Sometimes. Do you like the way I, did you notice what I did? I sort of yeah. became a bit Jewish. Did you like yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, No, no, no. I saw what you did. But I was about to say that. I, I mean, I could have been you and gone, yeah, right. Um, but, but listen, my happiest times are just sitting aside your back. I sometimes feel like the horse in that picture, like you're yeah. the jockey and you're letting me ride you. Okay. Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, hope we helped you out crocodile. Okay, next email is anonymous. Okay. Hi, Wolf Allen Swan. Uh, the email being read out about my wedding day was listened to with great joy, even though none of my family did not none of my family did not arrive. Father was in hospital as an exception. The day was fantastic and married life is wonderful. Just wanted to ask about something which has always annoyed me, but now married, I find it even more frustrating. I started dating my wife five years ago. I wanted to spend a lot of time with her. My choice my choice, because she's always amazing to be around. It always came with comments such as me being whipped or under the thumb. It really used to annoy me. Now that we're married, people at work are now saying stuff like she's now the old ball and chain or life is never going to be the same again, which in my opinion isn't true. We still look at each other like we did on our first date. I do a lot of the housework cooking because her job is more demanding than mine, so I don't mind. She's a teacher. But again, comes back with the comments as bad as me not being manly enough. How do I deal with it? Or somehow are they right? It makes you question yourself a lot. But my wife always tells me how she appreciates what I do, and that's enough for me as long as she's happy. Anyway, keep up the amazing work. Uh, from Anonymous. Anonymous, I wish I knew your goddamn name because you sound like an absolute G. Look, we've talked about this before. A lot of that will come down to jealousy. And I think sometimes that side of things is... I think it's, it's a sad case of state of affairs, but I think sometimes that is just the way that men think that you know, in the hierarchy of men, that the way that they that they can get their social standings up a sort of level or two. Um, you know, I, I actually was at the football the other week with someone who was was literally everything sort of everything nice that anyone else had to say. He sort of jumped on the back wing and of like sort of talking about kids, and it was like sort of everyone sort of talking about nice moments with their children or whatever. He'd be like, "Oh fucking hell, yo, I've got three of the little," and you know, and I fucking. Yeah, they're just fucking annoying and all that. And you're like, well, why have them? Why have three? After one, surely, mm. you know. But I should say that this person wasn't Ramesh. Um, uh... Wow. <laughs> no, no, to be fair, I would never say that. I would only say that on stage. Yeah, no, I know. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm pulling your plonk on my baby. Um, and then we started talking about uh, uh, better halves and stuff. And he was just like absolutely going two-footed in on his, in his, his wife. And I was just thinking... Either like this is all bluster, or none of you're you're severely depressed and none, nothing in your life, which sounds like actually quite an amazing life makes you happy. Like, but you know, and then I, I 
I had my, I made a comment about sort of cooking at home and like you said, and he was going in like fucking it. The truth of the matter is, after a while, I just realised that all he was doing is the same stuff that you know older men that I worked on building sites, you know, and, and, and being around when I was younger. That was just the gusto that they entered. Like like even like even to go to the point of saying, you know what, I'm happy with my lot. I'm happy at home. You know, uh, I'm happy with how, how stuff's turned out. Would 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 seem like almost sort of like resigned to the fact that sort of like you were anything but sort of like a geezer. And I think, uh, you know, I think the truth of the matter is, mate, you haven't got to deal with it. Let them deal with it. That's your life. You're running your race. You're, you're, by the sounds of things, your wife appreciates you. And if I'm most, mate, you know, once you both put that ring on your finger, who gives a fuck what anyone else thinks? You're, you're there to make their life happier, your life happier. And that's what, that's what you're there for. And, you know, keep doing you, brother. Well, you got quite, felt like you got quite angry there about that. No, I just think, I just think that pe- people get waylaid by like, Worrying what too much in this work modern world about you know what anyone else thinks, and I I, I say this, and I I don't say it with jest. Do you do you like generally do you like it? It doesn't matter if other people don't like the way you're living your life. If other people don't like the way you are, fuck them. It really is like you know if you're just there to make your wife happy. Don't get me wrong. If you're like you know going out on the weekends with placards that sort of like were <laughs> slightly on the wrong side of fucking life then you've got a problem. But if people have got the zig with you because you're trying to make the person that you love make their life easier and do nice things for them and people are giving you shit for that, that's not that's not on you, that's on them. And like, yeah, just, yeah, it, it, it grinds my gears. Great advice from Tom there. Uh, I, I do think like blokes have this thing where they feel like they have to, I, I think it's gone away a little bit, but the blokes do have this thing where they feel like they have to sort of slag off their situation at home. It's sort of the thing that they go to. I remember, like, when my dad had the pub, just, like, the way that people would talk about their other halves was incredible. Do you know what I mean? It's be like, oh, anyway, I better finish this pint and get back to her, otherwise she'll be fucking on my case. You know what she's like? Fucking. I just think to myself, do you know how great, look, like, do you know how grateful you should be that somebody wants to spend their life with you? Do you know what I mean? It's just so <laughs> mad. Do you know what I mean? It's so <laughs> mad. That you could be that you could be dismissive of this. Somebody wants to spend the rest of their life with you, like fucking hell. You know, the, the, just jumping on that, the thing that used to get yeah. me when like fucking people used to do that, and like I was single a lot this time. Like if a guy would sort of say exactly what you said there, and then yeah. go, you know what, fuck it, I'm gonna have another one, yeah, and yeah, everyone yeah. would treat him like he just got back from a war. I was some sort of fucking hero. There's a backslap, and then someone would turn around and go, "Oi, Grant, I'm getting this one for you." What? <laughs> No, I'm getting this one for you, mate. If you're having one more, I'm getting that pint. And everyone would cheer that guy. You know what I mean? And you think there's a woman somewhere just sitting there, blessing, and she's made him dinner and like, you know. I know, I know, know, I know. It's horrible. And, and, and this horrible. is a meekness that he'd come back with and go, sorry, yeah, Grant's going through some stuff, so I just have one more pint with him. But uh. Yeah. It's funny, man. It's like, it's like I, I uh, you, fi- you constantly find yourself in conversations where somebody's really putting the boot in on their messes or whatever, and then you feel like... Uh, you think you sort of think I should say something to sort of join in with the conversation. Do you know what I mean? But then I just feel so bad. I, feel, I don't feel the same way. Do you know what I mean? But anyway, that's slightly different to what you're talking about. What I would say is this would be a problem if you were unhappy about it. But if you're not unhappy about the situation at home, it just doesn't matter. Your mates, all these people that are giving you these comments, they've got 
a lot of the time when people say this stuff, it's coming from an insecurity their end, right? So it's possible that these people that are having a go at you don't do as much for the, at, the, at home for their other halves. And so they're seeing you do more than that. And they've got two options to believe. They can either believe that they're inconsiderate and they don't do enough at home, or they can believe that you're whipped and that you are, you're not running your relationship properly. And that's the, the reason you do it. And that option means that they don't have to accept any of the blame. So that's the easier option for them to, to go to, right? And so that is why they're having to go at you about it in whatever, however jokely they're framing it. What I would say to you is, um, you're doing it right. Keep uh, engaging your relationship the way that you are. These The fault is with these other people. You take your relationship and you take it to the max, okay? That's my advice to you. Wow. I love how you got the max there, boy. Yeah, well, it's just that you did nice. do you, and I'm really trying to make take it to the max to sort of stick. Maybe get a tattoo of it. Yeah, maybe I should. Where where should I get that done? <laughs> just like as a tramp stamp. Oh, that's nice, isn't it? Every time Lisa's pegging me, she can see it. <laughs> pegging you. <laughs> when you're doing the washing up. Oh, God. Oh, God. Okay. Uh, Hi, Swan, Al, and Wolf. Thanks so much for the podcast. Uh, Love it. Uh, And I'm coming to see Romish in January. After years of trying to sell my house... Oh, thank you, by the way, for coming to see me. After years of trying to sell my house, I finally did it and have bought what we feel is our dream home. It's been quite the process, but moved in two weeks ago and immediately felt delighted with it. Within five days of living in said dream home, my oldest friend of 50 years had an offer accepted on the house next next door. She asked me my opinion, saying the friendship was worth more than any house. I gave it, but the deal had already been done. I've been absolutely livid, as I think it's a really odd thing to have done. I'll add that I just don't believe that they love the house, which makes it all the more odd to me. I explained that although I loved it to bits, it just felt strange being neighbours. Her daughter has got involved and dragged my daughter into it, to the point that we were all a bit fallen out. They now said that they've pulled out of the sale, but the developer is saying that's not the case. I don't feel like I've done anything wrong and still feel upset, disappointed and mad about it. I'd love to know what you guys think. I'd rather you didn't include my name for obvious reasons, but keep doing you, you sweet, sweet souls. Uh, wow, this wow, is quite a tricky This is quite a tricky one, isn't it? You know what? This Of all the conundrums that we've steered and all the things we've been through, this is a, this is a very tricky one. Um, it's because the difficult thing is, right? Yeah. Uh, and respect to this person because they've shown the card of saying, like, you know, oh, I don't feel easy about this. So, I mean, they've done that. I, I'd have sent an email and gone, what should I do first off? And I'd have said, we have to suck it up because what would be worse is if you say something and they still go through the sale of <laughs> buying this house and then end up living next door to you and you've fallen out, uh, that would be the most awkward situation. Um, the truth of the matter is, I don't know what, what could, you could even do from now. I suppose it's a sit down. I suppose if your kids have all got involved, it's it's going to make it even worse. You know, it's going to sort of get, I think it's a strange, strange thing. Number one, that this person didn't come to you and say, Hey, um, look, we, we've looked at the house next door to you. We're thinking about buying you. Would that be weird? Right. That would be the first, that would be the, that the bads with that, that situation that they, they've not done that, but having not done that and then just, Sort of a surprise brought a house next. I mean, that is genuinely like me buying a house next door to you. <laughs> I don't know if I'd mind that to be honest with you. I think I'd quite like it. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I'd like living next door to you. That would be fun. Mm. Yeah, it would be a laugh. But then you know it becomes, it could become quite overly toxic, like all the time. Well, yeah. what do you do? You're not going to be knocking on the door all the time. Yeah, well, if I live next door to you, mate, you've seen how much I text and call you. If I live next door to you, there's a good chance that, like, if I was bored, which happens quite a lot because I have quite serious ADHD, or if I'm going through any kind of anxiety, my wife would go, why don't you just go and, <laughs> Kathy would just be, go and knock on my message door, see how he is. And then it would, because it, it you, you wouldn't be in, you'd be on tour, I'd end up just chatting to poor Lisa, or mm. Alex, or Charlie. Or, I mean, Theo's too old now, he'd just tell me to piss off, but... <laughs> I'd become that annoying that fucking Charlie would start moving his bedtime forward. <laughs> he really goes, Charlie, just... it's, only, it's only four o'clock. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's all right, Big Tom. Uh, no, I like to get an early night. <laughs> no, you're sleeping right through till nine. Um, yeah, I, 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 I still think I'd like it if you live next door. I'd love it. I would love it. I mean, look, if you're mm. up for it, yeah, I don't know if I could afford oh, no, to live I mean, in your... I'm saying, I'm saying hypothetically. Yeah, but I couldn't afford to live in your neighbourhood just now. Oh, here we, go. here we go. Here we go. Here we go. No, in my dreams, I could fucking afford a house on Maple Pines. Oh God! Uh, well, look. I, this is what I think about this: is uh, you've got a, the situation you've got is that you know you kind of implied why you're so upset about this because you've bought your dream home. You've bought your dream home. You've been building up to this for ages and ages, and then your neighbours just gone and or your mates just gone and done the same thing, and that is, you know, suddenly you you sort of feel slightly threatened by that. I think, you know, like it's sort of, this is the thing that you've been building up to. And then suddenly somebody, you know, is doing exactly the same thing. And there's a bit of, I'm not going to say it's not an ego thing. It's just like, uh, you feel like your dreams slightly being tarnished by the fact that your friends moving in next door. But like Tom said, the absolute worst would be if they moved in next door with you having fallen out. I, I honestly think as I do with a lot of these things, and so I apologize if this isn't helpful is this is as big or as small a deal as you make it in your head. I just think that if what, what I would advise you to do is actually try and quantify what the problem is here. Like, what, what is it? Because what you've talked about is, I think this is a bit weird, et cetera. Et cetera. Why? Like, like, make a list of the negatives that that's going to have on your lifestyle as a result of it. Is it because you think that they're going to knock on your door all the time? In which case, you can say that to your friends. Do you think it's because it's going to be you, they're going to be too much in your life? Well, say that you know these things can be controlled and managed. If it's just because you feel a bit pissed off that this is your dream move and now they're doing your dream move, it feels like they're copying you. Well, you can just let go of that straight away. You can just stop feeling like that if you want to, if you choose to. So it's like a thing of like figuring out what exactly about this annoys you, you know, because. The truth is, what about what about that annoys you might be something that you've just created. If, if it's something tangible, those things can always be dealt with. But it doesn't feel like you've kind of figured out what exactly it is that annoys you about it. So um, that is some sweet, sweet advice, man. Oh, thanks, thanks. Yeah. That's really that is genuinely. I'd, I'd say that's up there with your best advice that you've ever given on this podcast. Genuinely, I, I mean, well, and I think actually. So that isn't just advice for this situation. I think that is good advice for anyone going through anything. 
if you wanted to take one thing away from this podcast in its 45 episodes, that advice is there. Boom. Wow. Thanks, Tom. That's really... Uh, I mean it, man. That's really sweet of you. I can't, I'm waiting for the little rug pull there. No, there's no rug pull. Do you know what I think you've done? Is for any adult listening to this who's maybe sleeping on a problem in the back of a car, you've picked them out of the back and you're going, rest your head on my shoulders. I'm going to take you to bed. Why don't, why don't you put yourself on the floor and I'll pivot myself at a 90-degree angle, cinch myself at the waist... <laughs> And put my head in your sweet, sweet shins. Give myself some quite serious internal problems. <laughs> Just in a desperate attempt to make it feel like you and I... Just looking my urethra from my penis. Yeah. You, you are not going to sleep a wink the whole night. I love the idea that that's her flip of that story. is her sitting there going, yeah, and it's like weird boy who was in our school. Oh, <laughs> Rested his head on my legs. Um, she, actually, she actually got in touch with me. Did she really? Uh, yeah, and said I had no idea that that was a that was what it was like from your end. I don't know how the sleeping on the shins didn't give it away, but that, but that is the sort of thing that you would say, isn't it? Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I had no idea that, that that. I wonder if she heard that story and read that story and just looked at whoever she's with, like a husband who I'm sure is called like Douglas or fucking Fabian or something, and was like, "Oh my god, that that was me. I was that girl." Yeah. And Fabian went, let's have sex again. <laughs> okay, Tommy, it's about that time, brother. What a, what a beautiful hour of chat this has been. What happened there? You just sort of, you looked like you surprised yourself. Oh, like, no, not my, not, my, uh, not my elbow on these one blades from Phillips. Um, what food. is it? What, why, what, what, what is that? What do you saw in that room? Because... <laughs> I don't know what it is you don't have in that room. There's just loads of bits and bobs. Actually, one of here. Best beard oil I've ever had. Tom Ford. Really? Oh, it's beautiful. You were talking you were talking about that the other day. It's incredible. We were coming stuff. back from the league oh. the league record. Man, it's, it's um, just changed my beard. Um How does it change your beard? So soft. Really? Yeah, man. Soft, it's thick, it's luscious. It was good boy. I can't stop touching it. I'm like, yeah. It's you know like when you're a little boy and you first find out you've got a willy and a balls and you got a fiddling with them. I'm not out of my beard now. Mm. I um I first found my first time I found pubic hair was in a Chinese restaurant. Not on the meal. <laughs> I went to the toilet. Did you come back and tell everyone? I think I might have told my mum, you know. <laughs> How old oh, were you? God. Uh twenty <laughs> no, sorry. So such a, such a rude one joke. Uh, I can't remember, like ten or ten or eleven, maybe, maybe eleven. Yeah, I remember it being a single hair. Yeah, that's how they come. I remember the underarm ones, like one at a time. <laughs> the wheezy, uh, wheezy old traveller. You really got to respect that first hair in any body part. Little, little hello, my little pioneer. The only, the, how the, you do? The one that I fucking wasn't so happy to see was the first hair that fucking rocked up on my fucking ass. <laughs> Like an unwanted army. Yeah. The, the other one I'm not too keen on is a couple of ear <laughs> have started to appear. Yeah, you know what? That's the trouble with hair. At first, they're just all in the places that you want, and then they just get... Yeah. It's like a zombie war of hairs. It's like, guys, we're going to head off. We're going to we're gonna leave here, and we're going to head to exactly where this guy doesn't want us. Yeah, that's, that's the big aim. Yeah, for me more than anyone. Because <laughs> hair has taken over my whole body, apart from the one place it's supposed to be. <laughs> 
small fucking community on the fucking top of a mountain have gone, right, let's get a helicopter out of here. Look, look what's <laughs> happening below. Uh, oh, God, Tom, what a pleasure to chat to you this week, yeah. brother. Um, okay, can you do us the honour of uh, taking us out? Yo, what is hope? What is hope? Hope is the feeling that something amazing, something incredible is going to happen. And there's a lot of people in the world who will say it's the hope that will kill you or don't hope for amazing things because they might never happen. I argue this because for me, hope is the greatest feeling of all. It's the apprehension that something's going to change, something big's going to change. And the the space in your heart that used to be full of certain things, can there's something else that's going to be added to it, a moment or something else that you kept the faith with, that you believed that that this thing, this one thing was going to take over, was, was going to happen. Some people don't ride on the wave of hope because they think that that wave might never make it to the shore or they feel silly for even getting on the wave so they just watch other people surf. And when those people fall just before the shore or when those people can't surf and they can't ride the board, they go, oh, I told you so. But what they don't realise is for those few seconds that people stood upon the, the wave of hope on a surfboard, that they would go, oh, my God, this is amazing. And, yes, they fall flat in the sea, but they, they tried and they believed at least for a second. So I'm saying to you all now, next time something comes into your life, and it could be the smallest of things, and if you are asked to hope and to believe and to dream, do it. Not for the outcome, but for the ride. Oh, mate, that last line was a killer. Holy shit. Did you know you were building up to that? Nah, nah I made it all up in the sub That spot. was beautiful. My guy. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I had to jump off the back of that advice that you gave. And I oh, thought... my God. That, was, that last line was insane. <laughs> Man. Holy shit. I mean, the whole thing was good, but I didn't think you were going to pull out a punchline like that much. That's somehow how I roll. Oh. And you know how I roll like that? Because every time I get tired and I get frail, I've got the best of friends who helps me to bed. Thank you for being you, brother. Oh, my God. Tommy, what a pleasure, mate. Uh, guys, we will see you on Friday, hopefully, unless something happens. And we could get... be Euro, Euro, European Championships finalist. Yes, absolutely right. What an exciting... Oh, oh, shit. Speaking of which, have you got a prediction for the Denmark game? Yeah, I have. Uh, I think it is... I think it'll be slightly tougher, but I think we've got goals in this one. And I don't think we're going to concede. So I will go... I'm going to go 3-0. Okay, so Tom's gone three nil. You, did, I, I, sorry, I sort of was surprised there by. It can be tougher. That doesn't sound that tough. No, but I think they'll be more resilient. But I think we've we've, we've just got the means now. I think I think the confidence okay. well, is there. I, I doubted you last time. So listen, if you listen to this, lump on, lump on, lump on. Uh, I'm going to go one nil. Well, Let's see what happens. Yeah. Well, I just think Denmark are tough. Denmark uh, are tough, but mate, Harry Kane, Sterling, Sancho, Grealish. Foden, make the list, list mount, the list can go on. And I'll tell you who. Yeah, of course, you could go for Harry the whole Maguire sport, has got a taste of goals now. And I'll tell you, there's one thing Harry Maguire loves eating that's goals. He loves eating goals. 
<laughs> Mate, get ready because it's a coming oh, home. He's gonna be t- he's gonna be tucking into a big plate of gulls. You know what he does first thing in the morning. He can have a bowl of gulls and he had some milk and he fucking eats them. That's what Harry Maguire does. Uh, okay, guys, thank you very much. See you next boom, time. Boom, Love you. Boom. Bye. If you have a problem, opinion, feedback, or anything at all, please email us at wolfalpod at gmail.com. That's wolfalpod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you, mainly because we don't have any content ideas. Thank you.